Hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. For those of you that are new to our show, I always like to give you a brief introduction about who we are and why we're here. Uh, bottom line, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort worldwide. We believe that by joining forces, sharing knowledge, and having these everyday conversations about life with dementia, we can help remove the stigmas attached to memory loss and help those living with the disease and those caring for them continue to live with purpose. Our, at our core, we also believe that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle against dementia. And I know it's working because of all of you. You see, your clicks, your likes, your shares have had a huge impact on raising awareness for dementia. By pushing out Alzheimer's Speaks information like our radio show, our website, our blog, our Dementia Chats webinars, um, you are uh, you made us basically uh, get the number one award of being the number one influencer online uh, um, regarding Alzheimer's, according to ShareCare and Dr. Oz. And we just can't thank you enough. Um, so we hope that you will continue to push us out to your Facebook uh, friends, your Pinterest people, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Twitter tribes, your your uh, Google gangs, and um, continue pushing that information out. I, I'm a firm believer that when you um, when we're surrounded by information on a topic, it just makes it a little easier for us to reach out and grab it when we're in need because so many people we know are struggling with this disease but really haven't come out of the closet and um, aren't willing to talk about it. But, but the more that you help us raise awareness about this, that this really is a new norm uh, for people worldwide to be dealing with, the easier it will be for them to grab the information when they need it. Um, also, I want to let you know that, you know, maybe you could be our next guest. Um, Alzheimer's Speaks is about raising everyone's voice. So we have um, businesses on here who have developed uh, services, products, and tools. We have people actually living with dementia that talk about uh, and reflect on their lives and their insights. We have people caring for them, both professional and family members, as well as advocates and authors and researchers, movie directors, you name it. We want to talk to you because we believe, again, it takes all of us um, to really shift our care culture. So, again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for um, helping us raise awareness and being part of our team. You can always go to kind of our mothership, alzheimerspeaks.com, and check out all the other projects and initiatives that we have going. Uh, for example, we're very involved with the memory cafes as well as dementia-friendly businesses, um, the new newer um, dementia film called His Neighbor Phil, 
Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and just get into our show here today. I'm really excited to have Dave, uh, Dave Weedrick with us, and he is the co-founder of Calendar Cards, which is a memory support system for individuals with memory challenges. He is a retired executive with 34 years of corporate experience in corporate communication, marketing, sales, and operations, and IT as well. He's been happily married to Margaret for 35 years, and they have two grown children, Jake and Colette. So welcome, Dave. How are you today? I'm fine, Lori. Thanks. It's uh, nice to be back with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to have you back on the show. Um, it's I, I, I love your product, um, Calendar Cards. Can you tell our audience exactly what is Calendar Cards and... Um, and when, why did you create it? Thank you. Yes, we, we created calendar cards uh, specifically to help a family member who was having trouble remembering things around her home. Uh, all of the post-it notes and the checklists and the reminders that uh, are intended to help someone with mild cognitive impairment just became uh, too much stimulus. There was, there was just too many things to help, uh, help remind her. So what we did was uh, we created a system that is based on a set of very personalized, very customized playing cards. And these are regulation poker cards, so they're very easy to manipulate. And these cards have a variety of uh, reminders for, pers- for someone who is attempting to stay independent around the home and, uh, and help them, uh, as we say, play their day uh, as they and their loved ones want them to, uh, you know, to live their life. Okay, wonderful. Can you tell us um, what was the impetus behind um, creating calendar cards? Well, it was, it was really the, um, the need for something more simple than, uh, than all of the uh, reminders that, uh, that were being used. If you think about you know, all of the medication journals and the post-it notes and uh, the placards and, and uh, checklists and things that uh, are certainly intended to, to help an individual remember important things around the home, uh, it, it was just too much. And, uh, and we needed a simpler, uh, what many are calling a low-tech solution, not, not a computer app or anything like that, but a simple uh, low-tech solution that would be easy for someone to remember to uh, turn off the stove if they cooked a meal, remember that it's time to go check the mail, uh, remember to take important medications at the appropriate time. And it just, uh, we needed a simpler way to help provide those reminders. And fortunately, uh, Ladeel, who is my co-founder's mother-in-law, uh, still uses her system. She loves it. She uses it every day. And uh, we're very pleased to be helping a lot of people like her uh, retain their independence. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how exactly does calendar cards work um, and how does it help somebody with dementia um, maintain their independence? Sure. The the system is is set up uh, in such a way that it's intended to be left out in the open, so it's easy to see. It's easy to remember to check it. And the base, uh, the, the basis of the system is something we call the stadium. And this holds the, the daily decks of cards that uh, someone would, uh, uh, would have for them. Generally, a caregiver or family member would set these up for them. And each day's decks of cards sits in the stadium. As the person plays their day, as I mentioned earlier, 
they just simply move the card to the next slot to the right, what we call the discard slot. And they just take the card at the appropriate time, maybe it's an 8 a.m. card, move it to the right, and it exposes the medication, let's say, that needs to be taken at 8 a.m. They take their medication from that reminder, they move the card to the right, and they don't have to worry about anything until that next time card is displayed in the stadium. So while this provides a, a, a week at a glance as far as the days of the week that are still to come, it only displays what they have to remember as the next task or the next appointment. And so that simplification is really a calming uh, trait uh, of the system and allows the person to just move one card at a time at the appropriate time when they need to be reminded of something. Okay. So with this system, um, does somebody still need to be able to tell time then to be able to correlate the two? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we, we recognize that a system like this is intended for uh, a certain range of individuals. Uh, those in, in the very early to maybe mid stages of their of their cognitive changes. Uh, if if a family starts to talk about the need for memory care, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, we we can't do much for them. They need a different kind of care. We are targeting those individuals uh, who are earlier in the in the progression that can still tell what time it is but get overwhelmed with too many reminders throughout the day and just need a simpler way to stay on track uh, throughout the day. Okay, great. Um, can you tell us um, how family members and, and care partners participate in using the calendar cards with their person with dementia? It's really proving to, uh, to be a way for the family members, whether they live close by or a little further away, to, uh, to really be... Uh, a little closer in, in the daily care. Since it is designed for a caregiver to set up the system, it, it certainly is very easy to use, but we don't expect uh, the person needing the system to set it up on their own. But what that does, it provides a way for families to have a conversation around what should their loved one be doing throughout the day? Is it a matter of getting a little exercise? Is it watching a favorite TV program? Uh, is it having an outing with uh, with a friend or a family member? Things that are important that uh, uh, that sometimes get forgotten, or if they don't get addressed, they they don't get uh, performed. So the family can be involved in setting up these daily decks, setting up the week, uh, allowing their loved one to uh, to have a more engaging experience at home, be more active, and and hopefully more more independent and healthy. Okay, wonderful. Um... You know, it sounds like a great tool, um, but how do you remind the user to use the system? You know, how does how does that connection how's that connection made for them? That is that is kind of a uh, an unfair irony, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we we addressed that early on. That we, we knew that there would be some uh, uh, potential issues with that, and so what we do is we include in each system. A, uh, you've seen these familiar silicone wristbands, and uh, it's, it's designed for the person using the system to wear, and it says, check your calendar cards. Now, it may seem trivial, but having that subtle but very persistent reminder around their wrist uh, that they might uh, fidget or check on, look at throughout the day, it's a constant reminder that they need to go check the system for what, what's coming next. 
in addition, the system is designed, the stadium base is designed to sit out in the open. Maybe it's on a coffee table or a kitchen counter, uh, kitchen table, what have you. We have one gentleman whose family shares with us that he uses his in the garage because he spends his days in the garage. Mm-hmm. So it's wherever you are, have your base of operations, if you will, and and have it out in the open. And the, the, the check your calendar cards wristband is just another subtle way to help connect back to the system. Can you can you explain to our audience what the stadium is? What does it look like? It, it is a uh, uh, it's a plastic holder with slots in it that uh, is sloped from kind of a low. Uh, area in the front and it slopes up in the back. So it's kind of like a stadium seating at a, at a stadium uh, at an arena. Mm-hmm. And the cards sit in these individual slots, one behind another. The, each deck is a daily deck. And so as the cards are seated in the stadium uh, rising to the back, you can see the day of the week on the card deck behind it. So if if we're in the middle of Monday, you can see Tuesday behind it, Wednesday and Thursday and so forth. And that is uh, a way to have a quick at a glance as far as what's coming. But again, as the cards are moved, the, the only the next activity is shown in that slot. And, uh, and that's, that's the basis of the, the operation. Over on the right side of the stadium, we have a few extra slots for those cards that maybe aren't being used that week. Uh, and just need to have those out of the way, but nearby. And then in the in the base of the stadium in the front, we have a little slot for a small uh, Sharpie marker that uh, is used to personalize the cards. If there's a special kind of activity or a unique type of task that that person needs to remember, then the cards, uh, we, we provide a, a quite a large number of blank cards that people can use to personalize even further for their loved one. Oh, that's great. Um, because I, I, with every family, I'm sure different things come up and we have uh, different routines to follow and uh, different things that are important in our, in our particular lifestyle. Can you tell us um, a little bit about the, the types of reminders, maybe the categories, and then give people some examples? Oh, sure. The, uh, the cards are color-coded uh, so that uh, for, at a glance, you can tell what kind of category is coming next. For example, uh, the, the important, what are deemed important cards, are, have a red outline around them. Uh, medication or health cards are blue. Uh, the, ta- uh, excuse me, the appointment cards are green. And uh, the chores, and we chose that car- category very carefully, the chores card cards are orange. Uh, the time and day cards are bright yellow. So you can really see at a glance what's coming and get an idea of what kind of activity it, it is, even before you, you read the content on the card. Uh, each category of card has a, a number of blank cards that are provided for that additional personalization. There's uh, almost 200 cards in the deck. So it's a very extensive uh, variety of, of activities as well as those blank cards. A good example of of some of the personalization that uh, can be done with the blank cards, and of course, every person's circumstance is different, but uh, one of my favorites is uh, uh, a woman shared with me that she uses the uh, reminder cards, the blank cards for her husband. First thing in the morning, there's a card that 
that reminds him to insert his hearing aids. And last thing at night, there's a card to remind him to remove them. Well, there's plenty of blank cards. So she has each of those cards set up for each day of the week. And it's just simply a, a cue first thing in the morning and last thing at night to address the hearing aids. And uh, it seems to work very well for them. Wonderful. Um, that's a that's a great way to be able to personalize something um, on that order. Do you have, you know, you had mentioned kind of important cards and and medical cards. Can you give us some um, specifics of what what most families consider, I guess, important? And sure. um, and I would imagine medical is probably taking medications and maybe going to the doctor. But maybe there's other things in terms of exercise routines or things too. I'm not quite sure. Sure. The in the important cards, uh, you know, that's what we've done to to start with is have a card that has uh, a reminder of what would be for kind of the wrap up for the for the day. Uh, things like. Uh, lock the doors, turn off the stove, check the alarm, close the windows, those kinds of things that, uh, uh, that may be appropriate for just about everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, of course, the blank cards, you can add your own specifics to that. In the, in the health category, uh, the medication cards uh, really dominate that category. Uh, I think there's five cards in each, excuse me, five cards per day times seven days. So it's 35 medication cards since there are a number of medications that are taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the health category, there's a reminders to eat a healthy meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, appointments, you might have an outing with family, you would have an outing with friends, uh, those, kinds of, those kinds of things. Uh, in the chores category, everything from going to check for the mail, uh, today is garbage day, uh, it might be lawn care day, whatever it is, those kinds of reminders around the home to allow person to, uh, uh, to really keep track of what's going on. Many times, if it's you know, garbage day tomorrow, you would have that card shown at the end of the previous day, making sure that you know, we, we take care of the garbage for first thing in the morning. So uh, those kinds of things can be staged at the right times to allow people to be prepared for whatever is, is needed next. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. Um, can you tell us, I, I would imagine you've gotten some feedback from both family and people living with dementia. Um, can you tell us some uh, some feedback that you've gotten, some stories? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, a number of, of things that people have shared with us. Uh, more on the bittersweet end uh, have been people that uh, maybe have a loved one who have progressed much further along in the disease and and they say, where were you a year or two ago? Well, mm-hmm. that warms our heart that we think we can help, but it's unfortunate that uh, you know, we can no longer help. So that's kind of at one end. But uh, additionally, things like, um, you know, I don't really need this yet, but uh, because my spouse helps me stay on track, I don't really need this yet, but if I live by myself, I couldn't live without it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, one uh, one family shares with us uh, that their father has made the the transition to assisted living already and and uh, uh, uses a calendar card system in the assisted living environment and their feedback is that he's much more engaged in the activities that are offered in the assisted living uh, residence 
because he doesn't forget to go attend. And my favorite part of that is Wheel of Fortune is a, is a big deal for him. And now he remembers to go watch Wheel of Fortune. Mm -hmm. It's in the common area. It's a big screen TV, lots of yelling. They all participate together. Well, he kept forgetting to go attend that event, even though the assisted living facility offers that and many other very enriching kind of activities. So he's more engaged now because he has a way to remember to attend these events. So people are benefiting in, in a wide variety of ways, uh, whatever's appropriate to them. And we're, we're just very happy to bring that, to bring that benefit to a lot of people. Okay. Wonderful. Um, as far as, um, the calendar cards goes. Can you let people know how long have they been around and are you are you planning on making any changes to it or have you made changes to it since you've since you've launched? Well, we we launched about a year ago and uh, been very pleased with uh, with the reaction from uh, uh, from folks and and uh, as a result of of uh, uh, of that, we've gotten a lot of very good feedback. So right now, what we're uh, we're looking at doing is uh, a little revamp of the system, which should be available uh, here the first part of next year, and that is to uh, uh, to enable people to get started, uh, regardless of the type of need they have. I just I just mentioned the assisted living part of it, but if you think about the calendar card system as it is today, designed specifically for a person to retain their independence at home. It really, except for the blank cards, of course, there's there's not a lot of cards that would be truly appropriate in an assisted living environment. Mm -hmm. That gentleman's family made that work for him, and that's great. So we're we're looking at redesigning the system, and it's it's simply a, a better selection of cards so that people can uh, start with uh, with a basic set and then add the the type of deck of cards that would be appropriate for them. Maybe they want to stay at home. Maybe they want to use it in assisted living. One of the, the favorite pieces of feedback we've gotten is people have told us this would be great for children to, to learn time management, to learn prioritization. So we've actually been testing some systems with families and uh, very happy to report that we recently taught a four-year-old her days of the week through testing the system. Wow. So there'll be a, there'll be a, a children's version coming out soon. Uh, we're, we're, we're very happy with that. And a lot of occupational therapists have taken interest in that, in that uh, they see this for people with any, not just uh, the natural uh, mild cognitive impairment and, and dementia that, uh, that we are most familiar with, but people with traumatic brain injury, uh, uh, people living with PTSD, there's all sorts of ways to help people uh, eliminate the distraction, eliminate the overwhelming stimulus, and uh, and allow them to to focus in a, in a very simple way on their day. So all of those things are coming here very shortly, and uh, people have a lot more uh, options with respect to uh, customizing a system that's appropriate for them. And we're hoping to bring uh, this this benefit to a lot more people as a result. Well, that's really exciting. Um, you know, one of the things I've always said is what's good for dementia is good for everybody. And, um, you know, Absolutely. you never know what people's circumstances are. And I, I think that that's great that you can help children out, um, you know, at the other end, um, learning skills as well. I, I just think that that's kind of a, um, a, a neat little thing, a neat little bonus out of, uh, you know, what you guys have pulled together. 
Now, you guys have um, also gotten very involved with the, the Memory Cafe movement. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, that's that's something that uh, I, I, I'm just so excited about. We, uh, I was attending a, uh, an Alzheimer's Association event uh, in the past and was an exhibitor at, uh, you know, at the event. We had calendar cards there at a table. And a, a gentleman approached me who was, is the pastor of a local church. And he was, um, uh, we were talking about his desire to bring a memory cafe to the area and wanted to know if I would participate in this uh, exploratory symposium he was, he was starting to plan. I said, well, absolutely, based on what he told me. I hadn't known anything about memory cafes at that point, and it, it sounded you know, quite, uh, quite valuable and very interesting. So I attended the event and was immediately smitten with the, with the concept. Uh, just, just a wonderful um, environment for people to enjoy. And uh, after the event, I did, did some more research to learn more about it, found out a lot of information about them, their origins, uh, spreading to the United States from Europe and so forth. But I couldn't really find a place where anybody could uh, identify a cafe near them. There were a lot of websites that had you know, a small number in their community, maybe a uh, you know, a region in a state had uh, had a half a dozen in, in their area of operation, you know, whatever the organization happened to uh, be a, a part of, but there was not a really good centralized uh, store of information. So we created one and uh, very pleased with the, the re reaction we've had from people. It's called memorycafedirectory.com. And it's all one, one word, memorycafedirectory.com. And we have well over, I would estimate, 200 or more uh, cafes shown on the website that allow people to uh, find one near them or maybe list theirs so that others can uh, learn about them and participate. So we've, we've been just smitten with the idea, and the Memory Cafe directory was a result of that. I think that that's great. I know my website is is one of those who is trying to um, find them, and it was really difficult to to find them because so many of them are are um, volunteer organizations, and it's almost a word of mouth, you know, type piece. Um, and you know, I just found it was cumbersome. And what I really like is yours is so easy to use. You know, with mine, you have to go into the big resource directory and sort through things. And, and with yours, because we have lots of other things in there as well, but yours is just specific to that. They can look at a map. They can click on that, put in a state, you know, and boom, um, everything is, is downloaded and it's very um, consistent in terms of the information that's put in. And um, and you're controlling that, which I think is is fabulous. Now, um, is there a charge for people at all to to be listed in the Memory Cafe? Oh no, I, absolutely not. This is something that uh, you know I was so taken with the concept and and uh, the value that it comes uh, that comes to people who who participate. Uh, it was something that uh, you know kind of a passion project of mine. I just had to create this. So no, there's no charge. Uh, the the only um, uh, you know the only cost, if you will, would be asking people to to share this with their with their family and friends. Uh, if they're 
favorite cafe isn't shown, let's get it listed. Uh, there's easy ways to, uh, uh, to, uh, to get that shown. Uh, uh, contact us button right on the front page of the, of the website, and they can just drop a quick note indicating where the cafe is and, and the details surrounding it. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, really not only adding as many as we can because we want people to have that resource, but then we want to keep it up to date as well. One of the things I found when I was starting to gather uh, this list of, of cafes from a lot of different sites mm -hmm. was that some of the some of the dates on the pages were a bit old. Some had birthdays and uh, hadn't hadn't been updated in a long time. So, kind of two phases of this in, in creating the site, uh, getting a lot of entries, but now we're shifting into really starting to verify all of the entries. And as we do that, we're entering a, a date as far as the last update of that particular entry. So that it makes it easy for people to know that these are very current and will make it easy for us to follow up later to track down the, uh, the old ones and get that data verified and updated if necessary. Mm -hmm. So there's, really, there's no, really no cost. We just want people to, to know of this as a resource and, uh, uh, and, and use it to, uh, to the best ability. Wonderful. Well, I, I thank you for that because I think it is such a huge, huge need. And um, it's, it has been something that's just been very difficult to track and um, to, to show in, a, in an easy format for the public, which I think is critical. Um, you know, cool. these are just gaining popularity. Um, for those of you, too, that are listening and don't even know what a memory cafe is, I should probably <laughs> explain that. Um, but basically, they're for people with uh, early memory loss who can still participate in a group and their care partner. Um, so this is something to help people remain in their homes, help them remain in their community, and uh, to build community and connections because so much of the time people pull away uh, from family um, and, and the person with dementia. And there's a, a real feeling of, of isolation. And so these are really designed to, um, to help fill that gap and uh, get people truly connected to, to others that are walking the same path. And the, um, the disease pulls people together, but it doesn't um, suffocate out the rest of their life in, in what they are about and what they're doing. Um, so, you know, people talk about all aspects of their life uh, when, they, when they get together and gather, just like you would with friends. And so um, I think that's really the true the true beauty of these groups is allowing people to um, connect again on that level that, that we all long for, you know, to feel that sense of connection. Um, anything it, it, that you would add to that, Dave? Oh, exactly. The, you know, what, what I found in the research, uh, you know, adding these entries to the, to the directory is the, the sheer breadth of, of, of activities that are offered. Uh, I've found I've I found memory cafes that not only take place in coffee shops but museums. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's there's all sorts of venues uh, that that people can use, and all sorts of activities that are uh, taking place from from arts and crafts to to music to uh, guest speakers. There's there's all sorts of of activities, and there's there's 
they're all unique based on the unique perspectives of the organizers and what they uh, plan to offer. So while there can be differences between cafes, there can also be a great variety within a given cafe, depending on what they want to focus on this month or next month. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing that, that I think is, is proving to be very valuable in this, in that um, a few of the conversations I've had with people uh, confirming their information or getting it updated if things change, is that uh, by having this centralized source where not only can people find a cafe to use and participate, but those who organize cafes in a, in a region or, or a state can see what others are doing at a glance. And what, what the value comes from, from that, what I'm told, is that now they can start to have an easier way to coordinate how they offer their cafes. So if there might be three or four in a general metropolitan area, they can make sure that they take place on different days certainly at different times, so that people have an opportunity to attend more than one each week or more than one each month. So that might allow them to have uh, to visit one cafe this week, another cafe next week, and another cafe the following week. If they only offer them once a month, it allows them to go three or four times in that month to different cafes. So by coordinating when they take place, more people can participate on a, on a more frequent basis. Mm -hmm. Which, which has really been a problem in terms of overlapping so that, um, you know, if they can find it all in one spot, it is much easier. And, and memory cafes, I mean, the whole goal of them is not to be competitive with one another, but to be a resource to the community and allow them to tap in to the best of their ability, um, and, and meet their needs. And so, um, you know, thank you so much for, for doing that. Can you give people the URL again uh, for for that? Certainly. Certainly. It's www.memorycafedirectory.com. Okay. Great. Pretty straightforward. Um, anything else that you want to add regarding uh, the Memory Cafe directory? Well, just a, a, a heartfelt thank you to you. You uh, uh, you have provided some advisory uh, benefits to me as I've I've gotten into this, and and uh, it's uh, uh, I'm very proud to have you as an advisor on the site, and people can see that when they visit. Uh, you you've provided great feedback and and wonderful perspectives to help uh, help make this as valuable as it possibly can be uh, for everyone that can use it. So thank you for that. Well, thanks for for letting me be part. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to to share regarding uh, the calendar cards um, and in your company as a whole? No, I, I think we've we've done a a great job of covering that. Uh, I guess to combine the two topics, uh, the ultimate uh, the ultimate goal would be to have a. Uh, uh, an active calendar cards user who happens to have had uh, one of the blank appointment cards created for their favorite memory cafe. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be the, the ultimate uh, intersection there of calendar cards helping to remind someone that uh, uh, they have a, an important activity to attend at a memory cafe. And to me, that would, that would be the best of both worlds. Wonderful. Well, I I totally agree with that. Maybe m- maybe as this momentum builds, that'll end up being a permanent card in the deck. You never know. <laughs> 
Now, mm-hmm. that would be a goal to which we should uh, aspire. Yep. Now, how can people get a hold of you, Dave? What's the best contact information for you? There's uh, at Calendar Cards, it's very simple, calendarcards.com, and that's uh, K, the calendar with a K and cards with a K. So it's calendarcards.com. Uh, and then, of course, the memorycafedirectory.com. Uh, each of those have a have a contact us uh, button on the on the site. Uh, my email address is just very simple info like information info at calendarcards.com and I would welcome uh, you know, any any feedback on either our calendar calendar cards product or uh, or the memory cafe directory uh, either one I welcome any kind of contact. Well, wonderful. Well, I, I thank you so much for, you know, not only sharing your, your product and um, it's fun to hear that it's expanding um, and has expanded um, where you're going to be working with children as well. Um, I, I just think that that's so applicable and it makes a lot, a lot of sense um, in terms of the tool itself. Um, I've been lucky enough to actually see the, the, um, calendar cards stadium and how it works. And, you know, I can honestly say that I think it's a a great product and tool for people to be able to use, to continue their independence and just kind of have that soft guidance available to them, um, to continue to be, you know, live life freely and incompetently um, and, uh, and stay organized, which I think is something we all strive for in this crazy world that we live in. And so I think it's, uh, it's wonderful. And I, I want to also thank you for um, getting behind the Memory Cafe and um, so nicely uh, sharing that service with the world and helping organize things for people uh, so they're easier to find and um, you're just being so gracious and and having it cost free as well um, is a big big plus so thank you so much Dave and again uh, don't forget to check out uh, calendarcards.com and that's calendar with a K and cards with a K um, as well, and you can uh, click on the links uh, on the web page as well to uh, to go directly there. And um, why don't you mention one more time the Memory Cafe system, the URL for that as well? Sure, it's www.memorycafedirectory.com. Okay, Memory Cafe Directory can't be much easier than that. So wonderful. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dave. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Always a pleasure. Okay. Um, I'm just going to do some uh, program highlights uh, before we wrap up the show here. Um, Many of you might be new to the Alive and Social Network that uh, Alzheimer Speaks is part of. And I just want to highlight one of our colleagues' uh, programs here. Rachel Perrin is the Culinary Director for uh, Kowalski's Markets. And uh, she and her sidekick, Adam Lee, are joined with foodtastic friends and colleagues to chat about seasonal flavors and favorite foods and trending topics regarding nutrition. And, you know, it's a great time of the year with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. We've got all these holidays. Um, Who doesn't want something yummy for your tummy? So check out their program, What's for Dinner Tonight? Their podcasts only average 10 to 15 minutes, so it's not going to take up a lot of your time. But it will, um, it will really ease your burden, especially if you're a hungry listener, and assist you with making dinner plans later on. 
You can always go to kowalskis.com to to find complete menus, and that's www.kowalskis.com. That's K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I-S.com. As for our last radio shows, we just had a um, a really fun one. I was down in Tennessee um, visiting Abe's Garden, which is just a fabulous community um, who works uh, primarily with um, memory care. And there was a family down there touched by dementia, and they built this community to not only honor their father but the community at large. So check out that show. Um, We talked with Judy Givens, who is the director down there, and also the daughter of of Abe, um, their father. And um, just fascinating some of the things that they are doing. If you're in Tennessee and Nashville, definitely check them out. We also had uh, PK um, on, and she talked about PK Bevel, um, talking about uh, second wind uh, chances, and um, and dementia, the dementia virtual tour. We um, we also had somebody on talking about superfoods from Nourish, and uh, and then we had. Um, Let's see, Ben Utick on, who was a Super Bowl champion that talks about his concussions and his new book um, that is out um, about his mind slipping away. And really, it's, it was a story he wanted to tell to his daughter so that they they knew how much he, he loved them and, and his wife, of course. Our last Dementia Chats, we talked about um, initial diagnosis with dementia and doctors' roles and maybe how they could change that to help families out a little bit more. Um, Let's see, tomorrow I'm going to be at uh, St. Therese um, Senior Living in Woodbury at 1 o'clock. If you're interested in seeing the movie His Neighbor Phil, which is just absolutely fabulous, come and join us. There's no charge. That's 1 o'clock at St. Therese Senior Living in Woodbury. Um, For blogs, you may want to check out, uh, on the 10th, I posted one called Fragile Storm. This is a new powerful short film about dementia. Um, And also, we just have to congratulate um, nine-year-old Haley Richmond, who won the Hasbro uh, Community Action Heroes Award. We're just so proud of her. And we had done a, a prior show Uh, with Haley and all the wonderful work she is doing to change dementia care at the age of nine. Um, With that, I'm going to let you go, but just keep three things in mind when you are dealing with somebody with dementia. Um, I call it your memory chip, and it is, are they safe? Are they happy? Are they pain-free? You can find those tools on alzheimerspeaks.com. Have a blessed week. Bye now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.